of people deal with it. A lot of people deal with it. Uh, I'll, I'll tell a story real quick to kind of set everything up. So before I was on staff, um, I was trying to get direction for my life. Wasn't sure if I was supposed to go to Bible college, which I'd already been through the Life Church Bible College. After you know, I already went through that. Wasn't sure if I was continue to continue on, or if I was to just stay where I was and you know be faithful where I was at. And uh, and so I I asked Pastor Mark if we could meet, and he was gracious and met with me, and uh, we got to talking. And he had some amazing advice, and there's so much wisdom in there, but I'm not going to go into that. But we did start talking about. Um, Tithing, tithing came up, and uh, and the message is not on tithing; it's not that subject. But um, but tithing came up, and I was in a position where I thought tithing was old covenant; that it was not necessarily new covenant. Obviously, we're to give, and there's that that part of it that you know we give not out of compulsion. So I was a hundred percent sold. Tithing was old covenant; it wasn't new covenant. And uh, and so, with talking with Pastor Mark, he says, "Nope, tithing is new covenant." And I said, "Well, I guess I just don't have the understanding on it." And uh, and I said, "But if if you want me to tithe, I will tithe because I know I know submitting to you is more honoring to the Lord than whether I get tithing right or wrong." So, um, so I submitted myself to my pastor, and I said, I'm going to tithe, even though I don't have the full understanding of tithing, even though I'm not fully sold that it's for the new covenant, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tithe anyway. And, uh, and I had been giving, so it wasn't like I wasn't giving. It might have been around 10%. I really wasn't calculating it in any way. I was just kind of being free with it. Um, so I wasn't tracking it or anything like that. Couldn't tell you exactly what percentage I was giving at the time. But I did commit at that point I was going to start tithing. And, uh, and then from there, it was actually within a few months um, that he had called me and said that the Lord had put it on his heart that I would apply for the position of the children's director, which is where I'm at currently. And the Lord had already been dealing with me actually for a few days before he called me about uh, applying for that position, and so I said, "Okay, I'll do it." And uh, and then after I came on staff, you know, it wasn't like I had this aha moment yet of what tithing was or anything like that. Um, after I came on to staff, <clears throat> it's like he tested me. In this, he uh, he had me teach a partnership class. Back then, it was called a new members class, and there's a good portion in there that was on the subject of tithing. To teach it, right? And so, and so he probably he probably didn't even think anything of it. Maybe maybe he did. I don't know. But uh, so here I am saying, okay, I'll I'll do it. Whatever you say. And here I am teaching tithing, and I'm just thinking this is going to be the most boring teaching on tithing because I have no revelation on this. I have no solid you know conviction that this is truth. So I'm just going to teach it because I know that's that's what my pastor wants. That's what. My authority over me wants, so I'm going to submit to that. And, uh, you know, who knows if it was good or not. Probably not. It's probably really dry. Um, But later, 
later I did get a, a, a revelation of tithing. And God totally just opened my eyes to what tithing was. And um, I guess I'll just go into that real quick in case you're wondering of what that revelation was to me. Um, as far as why tithing is no long, is not just Old Covenant. And it's, it's also a part of uh, what we do in the New Covenant. Um, in two places prior to the Old Covenant being established, which the Old Covenant was established through the law of Moses. Uh, when God gave the Ten Commandments, that was the establishment of the Old Covenant. Prior to that, there's two places where it talks about tithing. The first place was Abraham. He had basically um, was going after Lot, and uh, I think it was one of the kings or, or something had captured him, and uh, basically Abraham overtook him and was able to take a bunch of the spoils away, and he gave 10% of that to Melchizedek. So that was the first account of tithing Abraham gave to Melchizedek. There wasn't a command recorded in Scripture, so maybe God commanded Abraham, maybe he didn't, um, to tithe. But Abraham tithed because he had received this, this spoil of war, basically, and out of this spoil of war, he wanted to honor the Lord and give 10% to him. And so it was more of a, I want to honor and I want to thank the Lord. And then, and then Jacob, uh, Jacob also committed to tithing. He said, Lord, everything that you give me, I will give a tenth of to you. I'll give a tenth of to you. So that was also prior to, to Moses. And so the revelation there is they gave 10% when they had a revelation of what God was giving them, of what God had given them. They, they started to tithe out of that. So in the New Covenant, what, what do we have, right? Well, we have the spoils of war. We have an inheritance. We are co-heirs with Christ. So when we, when we got born again, when we got that new spirit inside of us, it was like all of heaven was opened up to us and deposited inside of us. And so we have so much inside of us, and all of our needs are supplied, and what is truly ours in the spirit probably cannot be grasped with our natural mind. But we can tithe out of that and thank, and thank the Lord that we've already received the spoils of war. We've already received his inheritance. The inheritance isn't, you know, for heaven. It's for now. And now we can start tithing out of that. So that's just my little side bit on tithing. And God totally gave me that revelation. And now I'm tithing out of faith and not just out of submission. <laughs> But I will tell you that it, it was more important to God that I would be submitted to the authority that was over me than it was to have my theology 100% correct. And, um, you know, promotion, I, I believe if I would have went in there and said, you know what, I know you want me to tithe, but I just don't have the revelation and, and I just I don't want to be doing it out of unbelief. And so I'm just not going to go there. I believe that the door for me, to, the door opening for me to be where I'm at, to be promoted and to be in a place of leadership wouldn't have come. So submission always uh, leads to promotion. And the thing about submission is submission starts where, where, submission starts where agreement ends. So you can be, yeah, I'm submitted to my pastor. Everything he says is right on. But what if he says something that you don't 100% agree with? 
well, of course we test everything, right? But what if it's a, what if it's a, a, a principle that's foundational? We submit to it, right? We submit our hearts to that. We submit our ways to that. Um, so not just our pastor. We, we also submit our ways to God. And we also submit our ways to those who are in leadership over us. So your workplace, if you have bosses, you're, you're to submit to them. Now, does that mean that, that we're to do everything that they say regarding, like in our personal life? Obviously not. That's not, what, that's not their position. Their position is to be over us in the workplace. So while we're on the clock, we're submitted to them. And, uh, and if, whatever they say goes. And however they want it, that's how we do it. And, uh, and I will say that submission in the sight of God, it's not just like a tooth grin and bear it. Like you're just, you're just you know, I'm going to fight it out. Yeah, whatever. Because you said that, I guess I have to. It's a, there should be a willing heart to submit. There should be, it should be a willing heart. It shouldn't be like someone's forcing you to do something. And uh, it should be like you're, um, like, like it's a joy to you. It's a joy to you. Because really your flesh hates it. Your flesh absolutely wants to stomp and throw a temper tantrum and say, I'm American, I'm free. And, you know, it wants to, you know, run away from submission. Um, you know, as I was pondering these things last night, um, I, I fell asleep and I, the Lord gave me a dream. And he talks to me through dreams a lot and, and, uh, and I've had visions and things like that. And this dream actually perfectly, is like a perfect analogy of what, what it was like for me being outside of submission and then becoming inside of submission. So, um, and so just, just follow, follow along here. So this dream, I was, uh, I was driving down the freeway and I was in my truck and it was snowy. I don't know why, don't know why that's important, but it was snowy and I'm following along in traffic and we're just going along and all of a sudden there's this car that's coming the opposite direction and I don't know how I knew this was a dream from, from the Lord, but I just knew. Um, there was a car coming from the opposite direction. And so we all had to kind of swerve out of the way and get out of the way of the car and then keep going. Um, and then I remember um, there was a junction. And I, and I took the junction and I didn't even think anything of it. And it wasn't like I was thinking, oh, I need to, need to turn here. It was just kind of not paying attention mostly in this dream. And all of a sudden, I'm, I take this junction, I'm driving along, and the roads on this, they were nice and open. There was no cars, and uh, I'm driving along, and all of a sudden, all these cars start coming towards me, and I realize that I'm in the wrong lane now. I'm, I'm that car that's going the wrong direction, and, uh, and I literally just, I, in my dream, I was so embarrassed, and I like pulled over to the side of the road and kind of, I was in the truck, so I was able to cross the median and get back in the correct lane. Um, but that's just, in that same way, it's what's like being in submission and outside of submission. So you can be going the right direction. You could be, you know, I'm still going to be going to church. I'm still going to be serving God. I'm still, I still love God. But under submission, you're going with the flow. You're going with the way that that God's leading, and you're going with how everything just seems to go right. 
and there's no obstructions, and then you get out of submission, and now it's like there's obstacles, and there's attacks, and there's, there's like there's, there was this protection almost over here, and now there's almost like I've kind of drove outside of it. And so it's not like you're going the wrong way. You're just not going with the flow anymore. And you're not going the way that God's intended you to go. And you're not going with the pack. And we all think, you know, I think if, if I were to ask how many would say unity is important to God, every single person would raise their hand. Of course, unity is super important. It's, it's important to everything that we do. But you can't have unity without submission. If I were to go around and ask everybody here, and we were all the, I was to interview everybody here and just go a bunch through a bunch of theological questions, I would probably disagree with just about everybody in here. And you would probably just disagree with about everybody else in here on a myriad of, of things. But that's okay. That's okay. We don't have to all be in perfect agreement. So how can people who are not in perfect agreement on every single issue still able to be in uni, in unity. How is it possible? And it's possible through submission. I'm going to yield my way. I'm going to yield what what I think. I'm going to yield my pride to to the better, to the to the group or to the leader. I'm going to yield to the leader who's whose authority over me. So um, I I know this plays out in a lot of different areas in life. You know, uh, marriage. That's a popular one to talk about. Submission. And we know the Bible talks about how wives are called to be in submission uh, to the husbands. And husbands are supposed to be in submission to Christ, right? And, uh, and so what, what if, uh, you know, what if the person you're supposed to be in submission to, you know, they're not getting it right. They're not hearing from God. They're not doing what's correct. What if tithing was really not godly at all, right? Well, let's turn to our Bible. We'll, uh, we'll answer that one. First uh, Peter, which, by the way, tithing is, of course. I think I established that one. First Peter 2. First Peter 2, verse 18. says, Servants... Be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. For this is commendable. If because uh, of conscience toward God, one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. So even though the person may not be perfect, which they're likely not, um, we're still supposed to submit to them and submit to what their way of doing it what they say is right, what they say is wrong. And of course, it's not wrong to approach them in any way and say, what about this? What about that? Um, but it is wrong to have a hard heart towards them and to say, you know what? Uh, even though you are completely missing God, I'm going to completely turn this way and turn against you. You're now, you're now basically, you've shifted over into that other lane. You're in that other lane of traffic and you're, you're setting yourself up for disaster. And hopefully, you know, you can make that stop where you're going, pull off to the side of the road and make that correction as soon as you notice it, uh, which is what I had to do in that situation. And, you know, I also was, uh, before I was on staff, 
I was a youth leader, so I was under Pastor PJ, which they're having a rockin' youth service right next door to us. And uh, I was there for almost three years, and for most of that, I was, I was like his right-hand man. And so, you know, I was completely like, PJ, whatever you say, let's do it. And then he had some crazy ideas, so I'm like, it's all right, all right, whatever. And what the cool thing is, is when you're in submission to someone, if they get it wrong and, and you're submitted anyway, it's not on your head. It's not on your head. It's on their head. So literally when I, when I was like, when I was, when I started tithing, I, I was thinking, all right, well, if I'm, if I'm not supposed to tithe, then God, this is on faster mark. It's not on me anymore. <laughs> And that's truly, truly the way it is. It's not on you anymore. It's on the person that you're submitted to. So it's not, when you're submitted to someone, those things that you do because they have asked you to do them, they're not on you. They're on them. So that's why we're able to submit to someone who, according to scripture, might be harsh. And it's commendable to God when we submit to them. Right? Awesome. Well, um, I, I do know that there, that there, there could be, I, I want to give this opportunity that um, maybe, maybe there's, a, there's something in your life, maybe there's something that you would say, I recognize I'm in that wrong lane, and, and I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to have you raise your hand and say I'm, I'm driving in the wrong lane or anything. But I do want to give you the opportunity to take the time and say, I need to make a course correction. I need, I need to just in my heart make that switch and make that change and say, I'm submitting to this authority. And, uh, and it, could be, it could be in your workplace, right? It could be in your marriage. It could be that you haven't been submitted to God and you've just been going your own direction uh, there. And, and you know, God has a plan for your life. He has a destiny for every single person in here. And that destiny doesn't just come about because God wants it to. And it doesn't just come about because you want it to. It comes about because we are submitted to him, and now we can discover what he wants. We can discover his way for our life. And he can just kind of give us little course corrections here and there. That comes through submission. And it also comes through submission of other people. Like I said, God had a plan for me to be here and to be a children's director, even though it wasn't even on my radar at the time. But I wouldn't have found that I wouldn't have realized God's plan if I wouldn't have been in submission to, to my pastor. And so we have to be in submission to those who are our, our, our leaders in uh, ministry leaders, right? So we have any dream teamers in here, dream teamers in the house? Yeah, you're on the dream team, meaning you serve at Life Church, Life Church dream team. Um, s- submit to those leaders. Those guys are so awesome, and they have such a heart for God. And, uh, and when, you know, if they say, clean the bathroom this way, man, clean that bathroom, going circular motions, counterclockwise rather than clockwise, however they say to do it, that should be our heart. Let's do it. And, and you know, be willing to, to step up. And, you know, if you, if you want to see promotion in your life, if you want to see that, step up next to somebody and say, how can I serve you? How can I do, how can I help you? And when you start focusing your attention on what someone else is already doing for the Lord, God will promote you. And when you serve faithfully, and when you start serving in that position, you start serving with a submissive heart to them, 
God will promote you. That's, that's his way. Promotion doesn't come through without faithfulness, and submission is a big part of faithfulness, a big part of faithfulness. So again, I want to give you guys an opportunity. Uh, and, you know, we're just going to like bow our heads for a little bit and just talk with the Lord. Um, and then we're just going to start saying, God, what? Uh, God, I, I'm sorry. I messed up. I realize I'm in the wrong lane. But I want to do things your way. And I want to submit to those people that you've called me to submit to. And I want to, and, and maybe that's, maybe that's, a, maybe you're supposed to be at another church right now. Or maybe on Sundays. And that's where God's called you to go. And you're not in the right place today. If that's the case, make that correction. You know, God knows, he'll tell you. You've got to be where you're supposed to be. And you got to be, and, and if you're not submitted to a pastor, you're not in the right place. Meaning, you, there is no place outside of being submitted to a spiritual leadership in a church. There's no place outside of that that's safe. You're not, the Bible says that those who are planted in the house of the Lord will thrive. You need to be planted in the house. You need to be planted. And part of that planning is you got to submit to the, to the pastor. And that means like doing what he says to do. I mean, <laughs> it sounds, sim- sounds silly to say that, but that is such a big deal to, to God. Like, you know, hey guys, uh, we want people to serve on the dream team. And if God's tugging at your heart, that's part of s- submitting to your pastor is, I want to serve this church. I want to serve his call. I want to serve what God's doing there. Or, hey guys, we're going to do life groups, and it's a big part of what we're going to do in church is we're going to do life groups. And, you know, that's a big part of who we are. So get plugged into a life group. And to sit there and be like, eh, nah, that's not submission. That's, that's again, you're, you're swerving over into that lane. Now you're going to face oncoming traffic. Now it's going to be, you're, you're just not going in the flow. And, and there's a big reason why we do dream team big reason why we do uh life groups and and again even even those people that are uh, ministry leaders there those are the people that are coming up that are that we look for in other leadership positions as well so you know we want to promote people that's our heart as a as a church we want to start promoting people and we look one things i know that pastor mark looks at is faithfulness and submission and so let's just begin to submit our hearts to him. Let's submit our hearts to the Lord. Let's, let's just evaluate ourselves and just look inside and say, God, if I'm, not, if I'm missing it somewhere and I should be submitted to someone that I'm not, show me and I'll change. And so God can just speak to you now and say, you know what? What about this time when you did this or when you said this? And then we just say, God, I'm changing. I'm going to change from that. I'm going to go your way. I'm going to do it your way. Amen? Amen. Well, let's close our eyes. Father God, we just submit ourselves to you. Lord, show us whatever you would, what you would show us tonight as far as things that, that, we've, that, that we've had out of balance, that maybe we've stepped in in pride and said, you know what? Their way, I don't think, was right. My way is the right way. Lord, in those situations, reveal it to us. So we can just bow our knee to you and submit to those, those people or you, whoever it might be. Maybe it's the workplace. Father God, our heart is to just be in line with your heart. Our ways are just to be in line with your ways.
Father God, we just worship you. Let it just be an honor to you that we just bow our knee and we just step out outside of pride. We just step into submission. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for weights just being lifted off people right now. Thank you for burdens being lifted off people right now. Thank you for unity being brought into the workplace. Unity being brought into the church. Thank you, Father God. Praise you, Lord. We submit our heart to you. just hear people inside and I, and I hear ones like some people are just hard to submit to and that's true some people are just hard to submit to but it's still right it's still right in God's eyes even in that difficult situation it's still right to just lay it down and say God I'm doing it for you I'm submitting it to you so I'm submitting myself to them just bind up pride in the name of Jesus I bind it up it doesn't have any place here it doesn't have any place in these hearts I just bind up pride right now thank you Father God thank you for sending Jesus the perfect example example of submission submitted in every way to his father even unto death submitted completely thank you father God worship you Pastor Mark you got anything anything you want to add Sometimes it's good to just wait on God, right? So 
sometimes it's okay to just see if what the Lord's wanting to do, if he's wanting to go a certain direction. Let's just begin to focus on him. Let's just begin to really, truly turn our hearts to him, focus on him. just speaking so I'd mean say marriage and I know that there there might be someone dealing with something in their marriage and uh, could I think it's probably a female the Lord sees where you're at he sees what you're going through and it's, it's right to just honor him it's right to just honor him even if it's a tough situation. Thank you, Lord. I just re- speak restoration into that marriage, Father. Thank you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. You are restoring marriages. I thank you for the blinders being removed. They can see things as they are. giving them strength right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. We're called to be submissive to our to our parents, but that's only for a time, right? If you're struggling being submitted to, to parents outside of being an adult, now that you're an adult, it's no longer right to be submitted to our parents and everything we do and everything everything we say. If if you're outside the home or or you're married, it's time where we. You, you leave and you cleave, right? So, of course, we honor our parents. We want to honor them. But that doesn't mean we're submitted to everything that they say and everything that they want. So, if, if, you're, if you're struggling with that, just turn to the Lord. Submit to Him. 
parents a lot of times think they know best for their kids even after they're outside the house most of the time that uh, that knowing what's best kind of leaves and now it's kind of up to up to them to be accountable to God up to the child to be accountable to God to God themselves and discover what's best for them on their own Give a round to our amazing no, no, pastor. No, 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 no round. No, no yeah. Round, no <laughs> round. <laughs> he said no. What did you guys just? Did you guys just learn? <laughs> Do what he said. I didn't hear what he said. <laughs> well, the Lord is good. Well done, Doug. But I did whisper to Amy. I said, "When your kids leave, your the parents still know best." <laughs> At least in our case, for our daughter who's left, we still know best. And always will. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You know, I'm thankful to the Lord that, uh, that, he, would, uh, that he would help. Sometimes a message like that's kind of tough to bring. You're definitely going contrary to pride and flesh and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, but I'm confident in this. Uh, when the Lord stirs something like that up in and, and someone's heart to minister, He's totally trying to save people. Totally trying to, you know, to use the illustration, get them back in their lane to avoid a wreck. And uh, and so thank God for that. He's he, he's he's helping us. I know I know one area. I had this is even on my heart this last weekend. I don't think I ever. I don't think it ever came out of my mouth. But uh, you know, and then just talking about honoring the Lord and reverencing his spirit and uh, you, you know one of the things we should always be watchful of is that um, it, it has to do with judging the motives of others hearts it has to do with when, when, when someone is doing something that you don't like or necessarily agree with uh, how many know you know just to go along with that that happens sometimes you don't agree with someone else in a decision they make or what they want to do uh, what you want to do is be very very slow to to ever get into the motive of that person because you know most of the time we totally miss it in that we say i don't think they should have done that i but watch watch it watch it watch it because their heart was you know is something you can't accurately discern or judge and and that's where we miss the mark we start saying, well, they did this because of this, this, and this. Well, maybe they didn't. And maybe they even did the wrong thing, but they had the right heart in the matter. You remember that about King Asa in the Old Testament. He didn't do everything he was supposed to do, but he did his live his life. Uh, he did have a perfect heart before the Lord. And so that's entirely uh, what happens a lot of times. Amen? Good, good. Well, I'm glad I came to church tonight. Good stuff. God is good.